is the NWA, the podcast that celebrates the past, the present, the future, the history, legacy, and tradition of one of the greatest pro wrestling entities of all time. You know we're talking about that National Wrestling Alliance, and we are coming off of Episode 7 of NWA Power. Uh, the Phoenix Rises, I believe, was the name of that episode. Adam, how you feeling? Hey, man, I am feeling fantastic. Another Again, my friend, every week we seem to say it, the NWA getting better and better and better. People in the chat were talking about it. We're talking about it. It just it just seems to get so good every single week. I don't know where they I don't know where they can go from here. Yeah, I totally agree, man. This this is this was an awesome episode, and I think filled with spur of the moment decisions, so which we'll talk about. But uh man, just a stacked lineup of matches i thought this week uh maybe the best card so far out of any of them you see my shirt gary you see my shirt karate Karate. you asked you you asked last week if (laughs) if you asked last week if the question mark speaks and he does oh uh, he sounded like an angel from above my friends but we will get into everything question mark everything question mark will be handled today for three hours only talking the question mark hello captain cat nice of you to join us today hey I'm hello that guy from twitter hello everybody in the chat if, if, if you're in the chat you want us to acknowledge you send us a hello right now we'd be happy to give you a shout out even though gary is opposed to shout outs well, i am not opposed to shout outs <laughs> i even tried to do it this morning sorry hey. folks i was putting on my flannel i felt like my bright wide ass arms were uh outshining anything else on this feed so i've covered them up sleeves are here gary i gotta say that your interview with with thunder rosa last week got some some fantastic reviews and also in that interview with thunder rosa she actually shouts out the person before you even ask for it so i thought that was that was very cool of thunder rosa to do that uh oh oh what's that oh this Adam, I could not start this podcast without partaking in a kayfabe cocktail. Yeah, yeah, they doubled down on the kayfabe cocktail this week. I, I, I freaking love it. I love in the it. immortal words of Austin Idol, let's get it on. <laughs> Where's the bell? All right, <laughs> Gary, let's let's do it, my man. Let's 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 walk through the show for the podcast, and then. I'll crack open a beer, you'll have another kayfabe cocktail, and we'll just hang out with the people in the chat for a while. I can't wait. Uh, So uh, for those of you who don't know already, for the listeners uh, following up and hearing this a little later on the podcast, we love to do these run-throughs of the uh, NWA Power episode. This is the live after show. Of course, we'll talk to a complete recap of the episode. Then Adam and I will shut down the podcast portion of this and hang out only with those of you who have joined us live for this feed as a special treat. We still get to hang out. We still get to shoot the shit about whatever we feel like. And I used to be like more nervous about saying shit so much, but James Storm really let one loose today uh, right there at the end of the episode. Yeah, man. So. I mean, uh, and NWA really kind of getting out there a little bit now, right? Like, I think the NWA is really feeling their vibe. The wrestlers are becoming a little bit more comfortable in that environment. I'm not sure. You you were there. Do you, do you remember what day of filming this was? This was obviously in the second day of filming. 
probably like what which uh like how how late in in the uh day for it yeah i think this was this was getting up there i if i had to guess right now what's interesting to me is i'm thinking they've got about two episodes left in this taping um i can think of what will be we'll get our main event match that was teased tonight uh, which would start us off on this show with the Rock and Roll Express announcing that they have a tag team title match. I don't know how the how these play out on television, obviously, but if I had to guess, that is worthy enough of a main event slot potentially. And uh, and I can tell you that there'll be a little more clarification towards the end of probably the next one, at least by uh, you know we get into some number one contender kind of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. trying to figure out who's going to go for that 10 pounds of gold. So I, I imagine you've got a couple of more episodes and then we'll have a pretty clear picture of how that card's stacking up for the pay-per-view. Fantastic. But like I said, man, NWA really feels like they're finding their groove in this in this new format. Uh, the wrestlers obviously becoming a lot more accustomed to what's going on. But yeah, man, loved it. Let's Let's start from the top and let's run it down. Yes, sir, brother. Uh, all right. So to start off with, we had, I had it pulled up here. Sorry. The slide. Get this guy out of here. I know. It's like, well, for some reason, look, I printed out the notes so I didn't have to rely on my phone, but the top portion of it up until the very first, you know, till Murdoch and, uh, all this, uh, it, for some reason just didn't print it. So Anyway, we open up with some history on Nick Aldis and Camille, Joe Galley. Uh, they talk about Colt beating uh, uh, James Storm. Uh, Storm saying that he's going to be coming after Nick Aldis. Sorry, I was opening something. Live TV, folks. And uh, so we join in with Cornette and Galley. They lead us for a quick run down to the show. And then they throw over to Nick- David Marquez, who has the champ, Nick Aldis, the national treasure. Coming out with the ten pounds of gold, and uh, the uh, he's Marquez says he has to ask him about, uh, you know, what what's the deal with Camille? And yeah, Camille, uh, a big subject in tonight's not not a not a big subject, but definitely the the underlying tone of everything tonight. Didn't you feel that? I mean, that people were asking I, about Camille throughout the whole show. It was definitely the the red thread, if you would, throughout the show. Yeah, absolutely. They seem to be pretty focused, uh, and you know, even opening up with that recap, like giving you the background on the mm-hmm. Camille thing. I do love Nick's response. Nick was uh, kind of heelish today because he oh, yeah. just had that kind of attitude uh, where Marquez is like, well, the whole Internet's talking about it. And he's like, well, then it must be at the top of my priorities if the Internet is talking about it. <laughs> and uh, I did appreciate that from him. Uh, but he does say, uh, assume this. If Camille is not with me, whatever she does is, is on her own. Like she is choosing to do what she chooses to do. And just basically F off Marquez. Uh, essentially the, the, the tone we've gotten from all this about this whole thing. Uh, but then we get a fun part that uh, while we wait to find out who's at the front of the pack, Aldis says he's going to do an exhibition match against Trevor Murdoch, a guy he really respects. And uh, it'll be non-title, which gets a course of booze. Yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, dude, the audience was not with our champion tonight. They were not. They were not a, a big fan of 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 uh, Nick Aldis tonight. And I think that that's something that Nick Aldis definitely plays into very easily. He toes that line very, very well. But Nick Aldis also used a line tonight that I want to point out before we move forward a little bit more. The greatest NWA champion of the modern era. My friends, I love that he added that in, into his repertoire right now. And let, let, let me tell you what, my friends. I actually answered this question on, on Twitter the other day. Uh, who's the greatest NWA champion out there? You know, I and I really think that if that if Nick Aldis takes this brand from where he first took over as champion and he ushers in this new era, you know, Nick Aldis is his name could definitely be up there with the greatest ever champions of the NWA, in my opinion, bringing this brand back to life. What do you feel about that, Gary? I think you're right on point, Adam. A hundred percent. I think that sure to some. At this point, that might sound like blasphemy when you're talking about your Luthezes, Dorian, Terry Fucks, your Harley races. We respect the history. Ric Flair, obviously, Dusty Rhodes, those guys. Those guys are legends without a doubt. But Adam makes an excellent point here that this is a dead brand, essentially. And if he brings it back and if this brand sits on top of the throne like it – like on top of the mountain like it used to, then – there's going to be no question that whoever was the face of the company at that time, whether it be question mark or <laughs> or Nick Aldis, uh, but no, Nick Aldis is carrying that title and has single-handedly made that title representative of something bigger than himself and bigger than the company itself. It's become like this whole entity on its own, and that by itself has elevated everything just pulled it all up with it, if that makes sense. So the, mm -hmm. I, I think there's no question that, that the way Aldis has been presented as champion and carried himself as champion puts him in line that if this continues, yeah, he's he's going to be in that discussion. Absolutely. All right. And, I, and I'm glad you, you, you brought that up, the greatest champion of the modern era. Also hammering in again, the real world's champion. I, I love that about Nick and just very matter-of-factly stating it. That's that's what I like to see from from the guy who's supposed to be on top. Yes, he, sir. He he should consider himself on top of the wrestling industry, and he does. Um, so he's of course doing the non-title match against Trevor Murdoch. Uh, the crowd, like I said, it was hating it, and uh, and then he's he like tries to explain it away, like, well, he's been on a sabbatical, and almost like he toes the line of. Almost being a bit disrespectful to our man Trevor Murdoch. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but maintains that he's doing it because he respects him. And if Trevor can get a win here, then maybe he puts himself in position and yada, yada, yada. So he goes in. Trevor's out there and they have a match. And Adam, they have, uh, I think, uh, a hell of a match. Mm -hmm. uh, really, really good. And uh Murdoch has him at one point, hits that flying bulldog off the top rope, but he's a little too close to the ropes. Nick gets his leg up on the ropes, and unfortunately he can't uh, get the pin. 
So uh, that, yeah, you know, if, if if you're thinking here that Nick Aldis was somewhat disrespectful to Mr. Murdoch during that interview, you know, with 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 Trevor Murdoch coming this close to beating the world's champion, there is no way, there is no way that Nick Aldis gives this guy another chance for a long, long time. Trevor Murdoch coming so close tonight, my friends. I don't know about you out there in the chat, but if you were going for Trevor Murdoch, let us know in the chat who you were going for with that match tonight. I am very, very uh, curious to find out what the audience might have wanted for that match to be. Yeah, and it, 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 you know, it only ends, Murdoch does end up with a slip on the top rope and gets caught in the King's Limb Cloverleaf. Nick slaps it on, and that wraps up that match. Murdoch cast a tap. And it ends with uh, Murdoch standing up and, and Nick saying, you know, he did kind of hold it a little long, I thought. But mm -hmm. uh, he does let him up and says, you're a crafty bastard. I respect you. Well, hey, man, but, Nick Aldis might have held it a little bit longer. But Trevor Murdoch also kicked that middle rope when Nick Aldis was, you know, uh, 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 with the middle rope between his legs. So, you know, I think that was just Nick Aldis giving him a, something a little bit back. That that is certainly fair enough. Murdoch seems like the kind of guy who likes a little dirty pool from time yeah. to time himself. So it's a mutual respect that we're going to do whatever it takes to get the job done here. Uh, I do love that. One thing I love about this company as a whole is that they put everybody over. They never seem to doubt anyone. Cornette, now we'll get to it, may have some doubts about question mark possibly, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, this is a whole entire match. I mean, Cornette is putting over how tough Trevor Murdoch is. Like, even when Nick Aldis is getting into the ring, Cornette's very wary of, like, man, he's talking some stuff about Trevor Murdoch, and Trevor Murdoch will knock the taste out of your mouth. Like, he will stick it to you. You know, maybe not, this is not the guy. And then uh, my favorite line from Cornette during this match was, Trevor Mur Murdoch was, is the only guy he knows that would strap a bucket of fried chicken to his back and ride a motorcycle across Ethiopia. That's how tough he is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely hilarious line from Mr. Cornette tonight. Like, were we expecting anything else from Mr. Cornette anytime on commentary? But, you know, this is, this is again, what Jim Cornette brings to the NWA, my friends, is those very quick, witty, off-the-cuff remarks that toe that line also for Mr. Cornette and I think that that's that's exactly where Mr. Cornette belongs let Jim be Jim let him toe that line forever yeah absolutely 100% agree with that and Adam I it makes me wonder uh how Murdoch feels about taking this loss and uh what the next steps he thinks are in his career and I guess now's a good a time as any to announce that we can find out because my guest this week on the this is the NWA podcast is going to be the man himself, Trevor Murdoch. And uh, he's one of our most asked for guests by far. And uh, so I have been lucky enough to finally get in contact with Mr. Murdoch. And uh, he has agreed to do an interview. And so we'll now, be talking Gary, very soon. What was it like to try to get a hold of Trevor Murdoch? Because I, I, I kind of imagine that you have to send like a carrier pigeon or you have to try to like send a send a special mail delivery to the guy's house. He lives on some kind of deserted farm somewhere. Yeah, well, absolutely. He, uh, I'll tell you one thing: the son of a gun does not check his DMs. So, Taylor <laughs> <laughs> uh, Swift's not in them. <laughs> tried to slide in those DMs, but uh, Trevor is not the kind of man who <laughs> allows <laughs> for that. I don't think so. Uh, no, we we luckily we have some strings we can pull here and there, and uh, we we got the message to him, and uh, he was on board. 
But uh, I will say this. The man is very intimidating, just like he seems on television. His very first thing was, when do you want to do it? And you better do your homework. Yeah, so. I, I think Gary sent me that that screenshot. And I'm like, dude, that's exactly what we want for the show. We want you to be nervous for this show. I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah, so uh, as we go along, if you guys, well, especially after the podcast portion, we'll let our live chat. If you've got any questions for Mr. Murdoch, I'll be sure to write them down. Always happy to deliver like what the fans are interested in, um, in in that kind of situation. So, yeah, Trevor Murdoch, pretty excited and also going to bring an extra set of pants if he scares me too much. Good idea. Yeah. All right, next up, uh, the, the Rock and Roll Express is out, and they go – uh, they, they announced to us that they have a championship match, tag team championship match. They're 18 ta- eight time tag team champions. And after their match, they're going to be nine and they can't wait. Uh, he, poor Ricky Morton. I think he actually says, look out wild side, uh, because yeah. the rock and roll express coming. So messed up the name, but you know, that that's kind of in that Tim storm vein of like, Authentic, just kind of nice. It's, it's live. It's real. <laughs> like he's just exactly. he's going well, at. You know, the last week we had we had James Storm mess up mess up fish, and you know I'm I'm on here messing up words all the time. So it's 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 better to be authentic than it is to redo a take. Stay in the moment. Make it happen. Make it real. Exactly. I'm with you on that. Uh, after they exit the wild cards, uh, come out next. Royce Isaacs, Thomas Latimer. And uh, they cut their promo on the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, essentially boils down to Thomas Latimer's quote, I think, uh, Rock and Roll Express can kiss my ass. Arse, maybe, is what he said. But uh, anyway, so that, that kind of sums not up how he feels. Not very respectable. Yeah, not very respectable right. at all. But then what's the next question? Dave Marquez hits him with a question with that for, for, from the Red Thread tonight. What's the deal with you and Camille? No, it's coming out there. Like, what's going on? Like, she she wanted to, I think when we last saw them, she wanted to come out and congratulate them after they had beaten Kingston and Homicide. And uh, Aldis was not having that. And now here they are asking Tom about that. Tom has to reflect for just a moment and says, we're just friends. Yeah, yeah, I've said that before, buddy. <laughs> so, uh Very interesting uh, seeing how this is playing out. I'm curious where this goes from here. Uh, Adam, that leads right into our very first commercial of the day. And uh, that would be Andy Anderson, an old school interview going up. But it's interviewed by Danny Deals with Highspots.com. And uh, you got your car salesman commercial basically out of that one. Well, you know, man, I think this is this is the, the the first thing that we're seeing from advertisers outside of the NWA trying to hawk their things on the NWA programming. I think what the NWA might be doing with this is that as long as you can produce your content in the vibe of what the NWA commercials are, you can pay the NWA and then they can obviously advertise for you on their show. I thought this was this was fun. It was still in the vibe of the NWA. You know, it's not the same. Same as those Tony Falk commercials, which we're really used to, which we really, really enjoy a lot. But, you know, I get it. The NWA has to pay some bills. I understand. Well, I I was going to say, I mean, the difference is, too, that you could actually go to highspots.com right now and buy some great merch. So wait, 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 wait. You mean that you mean that I can't go buy tire irons and waffles from somewhere? 
Well, I'm just saying you're not in Paducah, Kentucky. So as far as yes. I know, no, you know, they don't they don't do mail order uh, waffles or tire irons. So Uber Eats. So Uber we'll have Eats to tire irons. <laughs> we'll have to take a trip to Paducah and see if we can find Tony Hawk. Soul. Falk. T- Tony Hawk. <laughs> All right. Uh, so then uh, next up, Colt hits the commentary booth. And uh, he's there for the next match, which uh, we'll spend the next four hours discussing. <laughs> Ricky Starks versus the question mark. My yeah, God, but- has anybody on this show gotten as much of a pop as the question mark gets when he comes I, out? I wrote down, I, I I used my one tweet for the show because that's all that I have time to send out tweets for. My one tweet from the show was, my God, what a pop for the question mark. I have not heard something like that since the Road Warriors. It was a crazy pop. I loved the pop. I love Cornette and uh, and and uh, Cabana on the announce table together. I wish there was a little bit more friction between those guys on the announce table, you know, because Cabana and Cornette have never had that great wonderful pass with each other so i think that they could have dove into that authenticity a little bit more but dude that pop from the question mark when he came out and i don't even think that the question mark or anyone in that studio was expecting it at all yeah absolutely and and ricky stark who's maintained pretty much kind of a babyface persona throughout the uh series thus far uh was immediately a heel in this matchup and so too bad for Ricky. But uh, so they get into it. Ricky's got heat. Uh, this one ends up, uh, long story short, goes to the outside. We see our probably our first dive. Mm-hmm. You there, Gary? Oh, no. Gary has frozen, folks. We're going to wait for one second for him to reconnect. Let's see. Oh, here he comes. There we go. Did I lose you? What happened? We're, we're authentic, folks. It was it was actually great, Gary. When you said dive, it, it froze on your mouth wide open saying dive. Perfect. So let's yeah. let's uh, dive. Exactly. <laughs> let's go from there. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so anyway, we see probably our first dive of the show. Ricky Starks dives out of the rig onto the, the suicida onto uh, question mark outside in which point they're battling outside the ring and Aaron Stevens interferes and this causes a no contest in the match and uh and Aaron Stevens keeps holding uh the uh, you know he keeps holding Starks and question marks delivering the uh what we would later come to know as the what was it the Mongrovian spike to Ricky mm-hmm. Starks and uh, the people are chanting for it one more time, one more time, and they keep delivering it. And uh, this was the moment that uh, in our Lagana interview, he kind of touches on this, that there are moments where like people just take control and decide on something. Yeah. That happened at this moment when those two walk around the ring. And if you could see their faces, you would see it even more. But you're getting kind of a shot from behind. But Aaron Stevens like kind of pats him on the chest is like, hold on a second. And goes up on the stairs and does the hand raise for the crowd to cheer. And then, you know, question mark goes for it and actually gets the cheers. Aaron Stevens. (laughs) And uh, that was bored, like, I think, just, like, immediately right there. And and after they leave, that leads directly into uh, uh, the – sorry. 
that leads into did I forget to write down? I'm sorry, I'm checking my notes. Like I said, it's live. Um, well, well, we'll jump into this. The NWA announces their new shirt. There's actually an NWA power shirt. I did feel like we should point that out. 1999 on the uh, NWA shop. And, very reasonable. Uh, yeah, very reasonable. Looks like a cool shirt. Cornette and Galley are out, and they announce there's these chants for question mark going on, and <laughs> and they announce, and and I can tell you they're live. This was legit. Like Cornette and Galley are moving from their commentary table, going over to the podium, and you can hear Cornette going, "What? What?" Oh, so mark that out. Mark. Oh, they're changing everything now. Like they're just changing. <laughs> okay, so they're just redoing it. All, all right, whatever. And so they're down at the podium, and he's like, "No, no." He's like telling Galley, like, "No, look, this is this is what we're doing now." I, they just told me this is what we're doing, and and so when they come back, they announce that their main event has been changed and it oh. is uh question mark and Aaron Stevens versus Ricky Starks and uh, Colt Cabana. So I don't know what was planned, but I, I a hundred percent guarantee you that was authentic, that that was just immediate and right then and there that match was made. Well, my man, when you get a reaction like you get from the question mark, what are you going to do? Are you going to try to get people to not do that? Or, or are you going to go with what the people are doing? And I think finally, we can all say finally, the NWA listening to, listening to what the people want. And I think that's fantastic. You have to give the, you have to give the fans what they want. Sometimes, not all the time. Maybe just dangle the carrot in front of them most of the time. But man, this question mark thing is just fantastic. If you're getting that big of a, the biggest pop of power happened tonight so far for the question mark. I mean, you, 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 there's no denying that, that this guy is something. This guy is something because the fans want him to be something. I, I, I went into this during my NWA coffee today, and this really shows that the NWA fan is a very different fan at the base, at the core, at the foundation. And I think this is fantastic. It really, it really makes the NWA something different, something very unique. And I got to say that this guy's over with me. I bought the shirt the day that it came out. Nice. I, I would be surprised if I was the first one to buy the shirt. I know that you haven't taken it off since. So I have not. I have you not. Know, it's unfortunate solid. for everyone around you, <laughs> <laughs> for Haley and your animals. But mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Daniel Price mentions in the chat room, Cornette selling the impromptu stuff with legit reactions and not making it hokey. I That was kind of it. Like, he he legitimately was surprised, too, when it was announced. So it was it was off the cuff that this all happened. I, I'm positive that it was. Uh, so they announced that. Eli Drake comes out and uh, fresh off his appearance on the Stone Cold podcast. If you guys haven't heard that this week, he is on there. Uh, so NWA getting all, out all over the mainstream media. Uh, Stone Cold, obviously, one of the biggest wrestling podcasts anybody's going to hear. And there you have Eli Drake right there on the show. So that's cool. Uh, but the crowd's still chanting for a uh, question mark during this time. And uh, 
Eli begins to just really cement his heel turn here, too, because he's yeah. just like, yeah, just like a bunch of dummies. Yeah, exactly. Right in the middle of it. Now, what what do you think? Do you think that that question mark chant continues and continues? You were there. Do you think that that's something that, that bothers everyone, or are they more tickled by it? Because it seems like Joe Galley at times is kind of holding back a smile, you can see. Even Mr. Cornette is like, what the hell is going on here? So... What what's your take on the audience continuously chanting for the question mark? Uh, I could. I don't know. I I was surprised by how over it was myself. I mean, it became just more fun to be so for the question mark yeah. as you were there. You know, yeah. like you just you get drawn into it just because everybody loves this guy. He's the hero of the show. You know, it's hard not to get drawn in by it. Uh, I, I saw Jim Cornette multiple times, like just shaking his head, like looking over there. And, uh, and at one point we had a pause in action and I love being able to come back and tell these stories. Now they just come back to me, but we're yeah. standing there. Marquez does crowd work, which is, a, there's a lot of fun stuff by the way that happens, uh, being there live. So I'm excited for any of you who didn't get to be there live this last time. You'll get to see a lot. There's stuff that happens in between and stuff that happens after the camera shuts off and that sort of thing. I, I've mentioned a few things before, like James Storm going back to get a beer after everybody's chanting for him to grab that beer. You know, he sees the beer sitting on the ring and uh, that sort of thing. One of the cool things that happened on this night, I know, it, it, I think it was around this show taping, is Aaron Stevens comes out because they're having some sort of a delay and Aaron Stevens is uh, just, he pulls out a chair, like one of those director's chairs and sits down <laughs> and starts taking questions from the audience. And you can uh, actually look at the, the NWA pod Instagram page. And there's a video from a little bit of that on there where he's uh, fighting with a woman in the crowd. And uh, so anyway, during this time, Marquez will ask questions and I just bring all of that up to say that at one point I said, you know, Cornette's over it at the the podium, like just writing stuff, and I'm I'm like, it looks like Jim Cornette is completely befuddled by the question mark. And uh, Jim Cornette laughs and he runs over to Marquez's mic and says, You know what? Just what I think I have all the answers, they change the damn questions. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, that's pretty perfect. Yeah, that's it. So uh, anyway. So. I can't wait to be there, Gary. Just a couple more weeks, my man. I, I, I really can't wait to finally meet you and shake your hand. I've never actually met Gary, folks. It's only I know. We've this, never. It's only yeah. been through the interwebs. Yeah, this is. it's going to be a pretty epic day. So we'll actually get to record <laughs> something in the same place at the same time. Pretty epic. Uh, all right. So uh, he. This is Eli Drake calling out Kit Anderson, saying he's not hard to find. Uh, Anderson shows up, and Anderson, uh, pretty funny here, talks about, he's like, I've wrestled at every armory bar, bar mitzvah, birthday party, and uh, if you want a match, let's do it right now. Let's go Let's go get it. And uh, so Kit Anderson, available for birthday parties, by the way, apparently. But he uh, goes to the ring and gets jumped by Eli Drake. Eli just beats the shit out of Ken Anderson and uh, ends up getting a turnbuckle and wail it on him in the back and really ruining Ken Anderson's day. And yeah. uh, you know, we, Gary, don't, we don't see many forward objects, but there you go. 
I don't think we've seen any. We, we've seen a couple chairs in the in the disqualification match a couple weeks ago, but I mean, this is the first time we see an actual foreign object out there. And this is just two weeks ago. I'm talking about how Eli Drake is on this giant hero kick, and now all of a sudden, that 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 uh that mentality is completely out the window for me. So I I I had no idea where Eli Drake was going, which proves that this is so much fun to watch. That proves that the NWA is not predictable, and I love that about wrestling again. So, dude, I mean, this Eli Drake turn, I was really thinking he was going to be a, a a baby face of baby faces, telling Tim Storm, hang in there, buddy, we'll go for the tag team champs. And now this week he clobbers someone in the head, almost almost has to send him to the hospital. Thank God there was one person in the audience that said, someone get the question mark. <laughs> yeah, I actually wrote that down, that there were calls for the Atlanta PD and then just the question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you heard it here first, folks. If you're in Atlanta and if you need anything, number one, call, call, your, call your police department. Number two, call the question mark. Yeah. Uh, now, unfortunately, the question mark did not come out during this incident, but we did get a cameo by Crimson, who was there and uh, ended up dragging Eli to the back. So that was nice. Uh, good seeing Crimson. Uh, I think he's recovering from a shoulder injury, if I'm not mistaken. Otherwise, I'm sure he would love to be on the show, but I think he's got a backstage role for for now, at least. Um, all right. Next up, Thunder Rosa and Marty Bell. Versus Allison Kay and Ashley Vox. And uh, just, a, just a nice women's match. I tell you what, the women in the NWA, I swear the NWA already treats the women better than most companies, I think. Like, they're treating them just on the same level. Like, just throwing them into matches. And these women get it done. And my God, there is still nobody like Thunder Rosa, though. Yep. Like Thunder Rosa, and 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 after the interview with Thunder Rosa, if you guys haven't heard it, it's on the uh, YouTube feed and the podcast feed for this is the NWA podcast. Uh, she talks a lot of trash about some Allison K. So I was super excited after that. I didn't even remember how this exactly went, but seeing them get to face off finally in the ring, I was like, oh, my God, this could be good. And they tr they treated it like that. They treated this like Allison K versus Thunder Rosa is a thing like that would be a big deal if they got a one on one matchup. Um, but just the way Thunder Rosa's in that ref's face, just like. Why don't you keep counting? You know, oh, you can count like, you know, and just uh, very. Uh, she's so aggressive, sadistic, intense, and those are just the words Cornette called her throughout the match. <laughs> like she just is is something special, Thunder Rosa. Yeah, man. I mean, Thund Thunder Rosa obviously going to be a super star inside the NWA, and uh, you know what? When it comes to the NWA treating women the way that they do, dude, I love it. It's just business as usual with the NWA. They don't make a big deal about it. It's not the first women's tag match. It's not the first this, the first that. It's just business as usual, and that's what I really love about the NWA. It's just authentic. It's in your face. It's ready to go and do. Dude, Thunder Rosa, if you don't think that she's a star now, if you don't, if you obviously haven't watched her. You obviously haven't watched her. The drums are fantastic. It's a great addition for her. Dude, it's the best. It's the best right now. Daniel Price is uh, suggesting question mark, by the way, becomes a state trooper. So 
you know, that, that could be a good idea. It just saves you a phone call. And uh, the uh, David Hancock said the the room saying uh, you guys are reviewing a show that I can't watch since the NWA set the video to private. That seems inefficient. Yeah, I don't I don't have any answers for you there. Uh, Adam maybe can call Corgan up on his red phone, but otherwise, I don't know what to tell you, pal. Um, well, I think I think what they might do is after it airs, they 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 go through and then they're going to add the commercial breaks that that you that they YouTube pays them for where the commercial breaks are in the show, oh, and then I happens. think they go then I think it goes right up again again, so that okay. YouTube doesn't throw the commercials in just willy nilly. Uh, Legata goes in or someone goes in and places the commercials where they belong. At least that's what I think. That's, that's oh nice. That, that's 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 what I'm assuming right now. Oh, God. Uh, uh, Captain Katz says, according to Twitter, it was taken down to fix a comment people found inappropriate. Uh, people are mad about the bucket of chicken. Oh, no. Is that the... Oh, great. Now they'll be mad at me because I... Because uh, we loved it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that for real a thing? Now I want to go on Twitter. Should we, should we open the beers now, Gary? I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. It's like, uh, what what in the world? I was just uh, going to share with us. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. It's 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 whatever. Oh, man. I don't think. Uh, yeah. Anyway, whatever. I can't look it up right now. We got a show to do. So exactly. <laughs> we'll miss the... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know why they're offended by that, but maybe there's just something I'm not aware of. Uh, well, there's there's, so, there's a lack of food in Ethiopia, Gary. That's why. Yeah, I well, that's what I thought the joke was. Which I mean, I guess you know. Uh, all right, whatever. I'll just stay out of it. Let's move on. Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> so. Uh, Anyway, this match uh, ends up with the distraction to Allison K from Melina. Melina is back. And uh, she has made her return, and she is apparently the phoenix that Thunder Rosa has spoken of in the past. And uh, with that distraction, Allison gets rolled up by Thunder Rosa for a quick one, two, three. And the women's champ has been pinned on NWA Power by Thunder Rosa. That rivalry is not going to die down anytime soon. It's, it's not going to die down anytime soon, Gary. But there is something about that pin that I'm not a big fan of. You know, I mean, like that's that's our champion, that's our women's champion being distracted by someone standing next to the ring. I mean, how many times do we see champions just get distracted and then get a rolled up pin? I mean, come on, champs, turn around, turn turn around. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, can't be paying attention to Melina. She didn't touch anybody. She didn't jump in the ring. Um, what what can you do? All right, and so the uh, next thing up is oh, we got a kayfabe cocktail commercial. Cheers. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, all right, it's Colt and Ricky Starks versus question mark and Aaron Stevens and uh, a lot more of the boo yay stuff with uh, Stevens and question mark working like a champ um, and uh, now, Gary, you know before, fortunately before go, or unfortunately well, well, one second man before we go into that now we've we, we've talked in the past about how uh, 
Cole Cabana kind of toes that line in the NWA when it comes to comedy. What do you feel about this match? Do you think it was a little bit too humorous? Do you think it was just a little bit too over the top? Or was it just towing that line of what pro wrestling kind of is? Yeah, I... Ask me that question again, Adam. I'm sure. so sorry. No problem, my man. Stop looking at the goddamn Twitter device, my I've, friend. I've caught up in the We will the get controversy we will get, now. We will get to the fake controversy later. I'll be happy to talk I'm about sorry. it later okay. with people. You're right. You're right. I've got to be professional here. But we can only friend, focus on asking. But yeah. my friend, I, I'm, I'm asking about, so usually on, on past shows, we talked about how Cole Cabana is kind of going in and out of that comedy side of Cole Cabana and that professional wrestling side of Cole Cabana. Now we're seeing Aaron Stevens and the most over person in pro wrestling, the question mark, do a boo-yay type thing. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. What do you feel about it? I'm okay with it. I mean, it's a playoff of something that Aaron Stevens did previously yeah. when he was Damian Sandow and with The Miz. And, uh, you know, he was on the opposite side of it there. He was the beloved person and The Miz was the hated one. But uh, so he obviously knew he could pull that trick out of his bag of tricks there. But uh, I, I think it works. I think it's cool. And it gives them a chance to be together. And it kind of builds. Uh, that's just another storyline building off, like cooking over to the side, you know. So mm -hmm. it, it, it'll play out on its own over time. But until then, you've got a uh, question mark being uh, misled, possibly, or just, you know, being guided by Aaron Stevens who this week was fortunately or unfortunately wearing jeans in the ring. Yeah, I mean... He didn't move the crowd. Well, just 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 the pairing of the question mark and Aaron Stevens is a little, is, is, is a little weird to me. I mean, I don't really see where their connection is, but maybe they will get to that at, at, at some point. Or maybe they just threw them together to see, will people boo the question mark if he's with Aaron Stevens? But I just think question mark is way over. No one's going to boo this guy for a long, long time. So, yeah, that, 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 the pairing with each other was a little weird. And what did you think about the moon? I think you were in the uh, second row for that moon. How did that look? <laughs> well, it, it was uh just big bright and beautiful as the moon always is <laughs> no it was uh i'm offended uh, <laughs> don't be offended we can't take anymore i'm already getting this kicked off the air because i laughed at a joke so uh, so anyway yeah uh, i mean luckily it looks legit like a moon but it was mostly his flesh colored pants that he has on under there so uh you know not quite as bad as it could have been um, so, uh, well, I, I hesitate to do this, but I was going to say that, uh, Cornette had some of my favorite lines in this do it. match. And, do I, it. <laughs> I'm not afraid. and now I'm like, which ones could I not be reading correctly? Uh, he says the question marks more popular than free money. And Aaron <laughs> Stevens couldn't get people to warm up to him if they were cremated with him. I loved it. I thought I that like was that. good. Uh, now, he was pretty harsh on the question mark at certain points, too, talking about his baggy pants. It says he looks like a 10-pound bag or 10 pounds of crap in a 5-pound bag. 
<laughs> I heard that. I, I think that's just, I, you know, that, that that's Jim Cornette trying to see, can I turn people against this guy that was supposed to be a bad guy to begin with? I don't think, I think the question mark was just supposed to go out there and just get his ass kicked and be, and be, be one of those bumpers that, that, that we've seen. Kind of be the guy that Josephus turned into, unfortunately, who, by the way, still suspended from the NWA, everybody. You don't hear Josephus being, 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 uh, causing ridicule like Jim Cornette, but still Josephus is on suspension. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's terrible. I hope we see Josephus. I think Josephus versus question mark would be an interesting match to say the least. Dream match. WrestleMania worthy. That's a dream. That That's... Ladies and gentlemen, that's my new dream match. Let's start that petition, Josephus versus the question mark. And so, oh, man. Can you just imagine the angle where Josephus comes back with the spiritual advisor and they're trying to recruit the question mark to their stable? I can stable. see it. I can see it. And, uh, he's got that mystical quality about him, so it makes sense. Uh yeah, he, he says, uh, Cornette says, uh, question mark moves like a cow on ice. So, you know, not, not being very nice. But this is where we also find out that he is apparently from Outer Mongrovia, and his finisher is called the Mongrovian Spike, which is good information to have. Where is, where is Mongrovia? It sounds like, it sounds like, it sounds like a suburb in California. Yeah, um, I, if I had to guess California, I would, Guess another country, but I'm scared. And so, I, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just walking on eggshells here. Let Gary so. be Gary, Gary. Come on, baby. It's okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's a it's a good question. We, we'll have to uh, perhaps that's some content for us later that we try to find Mongrovia. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I would love to get an interview with the question mark at some point in all of these illustrious interviews we get to do and perhaps that involves making a trek to the outer regions of Mongrovia to find him so I, I assume he just flies in each week so you we know we can make that content that's what I'm guessing we can make that kind of content yeah <laughs> all right and that almost wraps up the episode it just ends with uh you know the well so Ricky Starks ends up getting the loss here after uh I think Aaron Stevens like breaks the eyes or something. And, and I really should have written it down, but I thought I'd just remember. <laughs> so anyway, the uh, Aaron Stevens in question mark, get the win. Ricky Starks takes a loss here. And uh, unfortunately that maybe is that his first loss on the show? I think it might be um, his first official loss. That's too bad. Uh, that it had to go that way. But who better to beat you than the question mark, I guess. So. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, if, if you are going to lose, getting getting the loss to that Mongolian, Mon, Monlovian? Mon, what, what, can you, what, where is that from again, Gary? Uh, outer Mongrovian. So getting that... Out, outer Mongrovia. Getting the Mongrovian strike is the most powerful Spike. finishing oh, move. Yeah. Spike, the, the, we'll, we'll, we'll get it right eventually, folks. Getting the Mongrovian spike is the most powerful finishing move in all of pro wrestling. So if you're going to lose, at least you're losing to a protected finish. I'll show you the hottest move in wrestling, and it's this. Yeah. That's it right now. The hottest move in wrestling. It's, it's, it's on my shirt. Mongrovian spike coming for you, baby. 
Karate! Sure. Oh, and then we hear from the question mark, everybody. His first <laughs> words spoken, maybe the only words he knows how to speak. We're not sure. I, I've heard a lot of grunting so far, and now I've only heard karate. Yeah, Aaron Stevens says they won, and they did it with the power of karate. And I don't know if it was a correction or just an agreement, but question mark does shout out karate. <laughs> so, question mark does speak. Good to and, hear. Uh, Good to hear. Yeah. And uh, then we think that's the end of the show, but James Storm is out, and uh, he is he is sick of Nick Aldis not defending the title and coming out here and just doing exhibition. He defends the title if he's the champion. He's sick of this bullshit, mm. and he's not going to stand for it anymore. And then our lady Camille enters the studio and goes and whispers something to Mr. Storm, which brings a smile to his face and a sorry about your damn look as he uh, exits yeah, right behind. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that she offered him a beer, right? That had to be it. I mean, that what had else? To be it. Yeah. There's nothing else that brings a smile to James Storm's face like that. That's right. I can't but, imagine anything else that he would care about. But still, again, Camille... <laughs> Although I did hear a lady in the crowd yell, she said you could get it. No! <laughs> so... <laughs> so that that happened <laughs> but yeah uh, Daniel Price brings up a good point uh, Umaga uh, former WWE legend uh, did use his uh, thumb they called it the spike so it's not unheard of uh, I, I don't know if it's as strong as the Mongrovian spike there's a little bit more technique involved I imagine so you know I'm glad to hear Shaking Umaga's name vigorously for the people only listening on audio vigorously the Mongrovian spike is devastating Exactly. Uh, the Dominican Dream, Davey Duarte, you are late, but we're glad you're here. And no, we have not talked about Lagana's comments on Busted Open Radio. I personally have not heard that interview yet. I know that that's part of my job here, but I haven't heard it. So feel free to drop it right there in the chat on what was said. And uh, Daniel Price says that Camille whispered to James Storm that Bobby Roode was outside with a 12-pack. And that feels about right. Yeah, I that that seems accurate. That would be all nice. right. So that's going to do it for the recap of the show. Now we get to dig into other new things that are unfolding right before our very eyes, and this is what this this is the stuff you only get if you're here live. I'm I'm going to grab a beer, Gary. Why don't you say goodbye to our podcast listeners, and I'll be right back. Absolutely. So uh, for those of you who don't know, that was at this is Rotella. I am at this is Gary Horn. And we are the podcast that's at the NWA pod on all of the social medias. We're going to hang out with our live group now right here in the chat room. We've got a crowd ready to talk more about the NWA, but this is the special time we get to spend with them and talk about these things that only come up live. Like what's going on with Cornette? What was said on Busted Open Radio? I don't know. I'm hoping somebody drops the Busted Open Radio stuff in the chat room and I imagine they will. I wanted one of us to check on Twitter, see what's going on with the controversy. If you want to be a part of a conversation like that, though, you got to show up live because we're wrapping this thing up. Thank you so much for listening. We do also appreciate our podcast listeners. Give us a five-star review. Let people know you heard about us. Share, subscribe, all of the stuff. Go on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like the videos. It helps us out so much. If you like what we're doing, we're not asking for money. We're just asking for your support. And all it takes to give that support is just a little click here and there 
just to let us know you like what's happening. All right. Until then, thank you for listening. And we're out with the podcast. All right. Well, now all of those uh, chicken baskets going through Ethiopia are gone. What are we going to talk about now? Well, nothing now, Adam. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Rod Gibson said you left camera to pass gas. You don't want to get caught up in Fartgate. Is that accurate? I'm, I'm, I, 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 Rob, you know this. I've been to Cotillion. I don't pass gas. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, let's see. Ron Gibson says, Mongrovian Spike was created by a rogue monk. Yes. Thumb Spike was a Terry Gordy finish. Good point. Uh, let's see. Dutch Savage. I like this. I like seeing the history stuff getting dropped in here. Uh, Great Kabuki also used a thumb spike. So this is not unheard of. But again, I would stand to say that probably none of these quite have the technique involved in a Mongrovian spike. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you've done any martial arts in your life, you could see there's a little bit more going on in there with the Mongrovian spike. So it's more, it's more of a wrist, it's more of a wrist movement. It, it looks like, yeah. And and then right. folks, and we're not even talking about the kinetic energy that is behind this. He's he's probably been to countless mugs that 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 have taught him the 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 the, the power of the natural universe. And we're just we're just grazing the surface of who the question mark is right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, so. Dominican Dream Davy Duarte is dropping in saying Lagana said, and don't quote me, but basically they want to be a place where if NXT wants to bring Matt Riddle into the studio for a squash match, they are open to it. Yeah, I mean, that's that feels accurate. I mean, I don't think that they've ever said they're closed off to anybody. In fact, they constantly say they're open for business. So uh, thanks for that information, Davey. I think that's kind of in line though with like what they've been saying. I think that if AEW, uh, Adam's never heard of them, but if like mm-hmm. they decided they wanted to have some talent, get an extra spot to perform that the NWA might be open to suggestion there, like getting, uh, they've, they've talked a lot. They've got their exclusive contracts, which I think strictly right now are still only confirmed Aldis and Drake. And I think Thunder Rosa is now a part of that group as well. And uh, other than that, the, the talent could fluctuate from time to time. Uh, well, you know, Gary, the, the, the NWA is in the attention game right now. The NWA is trying to bring as many eyeballs as we can to the product. So <laughs> to have Matt Riddle come into the studio to cut a promo and, and have a squash match, yeah, no problem. I'm all for bringing that attention to the NWA. Why would why would our, our president, William Patrick Corgan, say no to something like that? Yeah, absolutely. Jason Kelly, uh, Kaylee, Kaylee, I think I was informed, uh, J. Cal, at least, is uh, saying that he wore his Adam Rotella shirt today in solidarity. Oh, wow. Well, he hopes we're well. Much. We hope you're well. Thank you. Uh, and, and we trust the Alliance blog for some news. So, uh, by the way, if you're out there and you know anything about what the hell's going on with this Cornette thing, we're we're doing a live show. We haven't seen all of this trash. But that goes to uh, the person better than you. I am a wrestling god who has repeated where the fuck is episode seven a couple of times. Uh, you're, you're just joining in on the controversy as we are. Apparently, episode seven is uh, down right now because they're having to remove an offensive comment. 
And uh, maybe which, offensive com- and a, a comment that's offensive to some people. Yeah, well, I'm saying that's that's the reason we're seeing that's that's the secondhand news we're getting uh, apparently from Jim Cornette. Uh, uh, the Trevor Murdoch was too tough for his own good, apparently. So he should not have driven through Ethiopia, is my understanding. Uh, uh, Elijah Washington wants to know, will NWA get music for their wrestler Gary or not right now? Uh, wait, are you asking if I'm a wrestler? Like, am I, I don't understand the question, Elijah. You may have to repeat that. Uh, but, but... We do know that at the pay-per-view, we've had this all but confirmed, there will be entrance music at the pay-per-view. I think studio-wise, they still won't. Although, I will say today, when I was doing other stuff, I was just like, I let YouTube run, and they were showing me old studio wrestling, and uh, and there were a couple of people that had entrance music, actually, in some of the 80s stuff there. So I don't know if that how that's going to go down down the line. Uh, da, 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 da. most wrestlers back in the day weren't ripped. Dusty Rhodes wasn't exactly, uh, but was one of the top five most ever wrestlers in history. I'm Daniel. I'm assuming that may be related to uh, the question mark stuff. Whoa! Yeah. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait! I'm pretty <laughs> sure that the question mark is John Cena. First of all, my friends, I've been on the record. Oh, I, I, I predicted it was Goldberg that. the other day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's 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 not talk about the, the question marks figure here. <laughs> uh, hey question mark still buff even if he's like not exactly <laughs> like six pack abs or anything and i have no room to talk by the way so i will not uh ever judge anybody's figure uh <laughs> was anybody slightly disappointed when the dive happened during starts versus question mark match it felt a bit out of place to me not that it was a bad thing justin i uh actually when we were going over it i think i emphasized that it was probably our first dive we've seen in the match, I would not say that I'm disappointed, but I do. I know where you're coming from. Um, I think dives are overused. Yes, back in the day when I watched wrestling, like when Bret Hart would hit a dive through the ropes to somebody outside, you were like, "Oh, holy crap!" Like he's serious. He's going after him. It was a big deal. Now, like, like if you watch a company that Adam's never heard of, of AEW, I just always have to uh, clarify that the. Uh, if you could show me a match without a dive, I will be amazed because that just happens constantly. So I think it is a bit overused and that's not me trying to crap on them. It's just saying, and, and I think even in WWE probably, it's just a thing that just got kind of normalized. So I don't think I'm disappointed that Ricky Starks hit a dive. I think it's okay if it's sparingly used. Like it's just, it makes it a little more special not to see it constantly. Right, Adam? Yeah, exactly. It's not it's not necessarily the the move of the dive that that uh, Gary and I might find a little tiresome sometimes. It's just the fact that it happens all of the time that I find a little tiresome and a little bit of eye rolling. So it, it, it doesn't matter to me that Ricky Starks decided to pull this move out of his back pocket in the seventh episode of Power. I just don't want to see it in every single match, every single time, in every single episode. Like like other promotions I've never heard of. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, there was an official tweet, just so everybody's there. Uh, is, uh, it was just put in the chat room, but I'm actually on. Uh, David Hancock, thank you for this. But uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter right now. David Lagana did tweet. 
that on tonight's episode of NWA Power, airing on November 19, 2019, one of our talents made comments which some viewers found offensive. We deeply regret the error and apologize. We have temporarily taken the program down while we correct this error. And uh, so that is the word. Well, folks, if you're trying to find NWA Power Episode 7, click on this live thing. Click on this live thing because we're here right now and we are happy to entertain you. Yeah, I am a... Oh, my God. What do you think that's going to do, Gary? I I think that hopefully nothing. I I mean, if I'm just being honest, I, I don't think that there was any malice behind anything anybody said. I honest to God thought it was going to be James Storm saying bullshit for some reason. <laughs> that was going to be the thing that was the problem. And, uh, but you know, I mean, I can't speak for anybody else's experience. So I try to be open-minded about these things, but I think context is important. And I don't think that if it's the comment, we all seem to think that it is, uh, that there was any, ill intention there it was not meant to be racist so you know hopefully people get that they're like all right we're correcting it let's move along exactly i hope it's i i i hope it's something like that as well gary because you know i mean let's let's face it everybody mr Cornette does walk that tightrope but he is not a racist he is not anything like that whatsoever and people just have it out for mr Cornette right now because of the because of because of his personality on his podcast because of his personality on social media but he is the furthest thing from a racist he is the most liberal democrat in the freaking world so yeah. That's what kills me is like half the time he is just like railing on Donald Trump. Like if you listen to Jim Cornette, like he is very outspoken in his uh, liberalism. So it's kind of funny to see him constantly attacked, uh, you know, on the positions that somehow sometimes he's attacked on. But uh, uh, <laughs> Dan Kellogg says, was it something Camille said? <laughs> 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 See, that's Gary. Let me let me just take a real quick second and say that's what I'm absolutely loving about what we're growing here on this is the NWA podcast, folks. I mean, this is this is a situation where who knows how many people are tweeting tweeting about this tweet being, oh, I'm offended. Oh, I'm up in arms. Oh, cancel them. Get the pitchforks. Get the knives. And yet we have people that are sane enough and have a sense of humor enough to say a joke about was it something that Camille said? I, I see that's what I'm talking about, Gary. We have we have found some excellent, excellent people, and I I, I love what we're building here. One hundred percent agree, uh, Jake David. I am writing down your question for Trevor Murdoch. Uh, Oh, that's right, folks. Gary is interviewing Trevor Murdoch tomorrow. So if you have questions for him, make sure to send those in while we're hanging out for this uh, however long we're going to hang out for. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to have your questions, and I'd like to include people, especially you guys that are hanging out with us live. We're Just so we're clear, if we haven't been already, we're super grateful for all of you right now in the chat room. This is really, really cool. Like Adam was just talking about uh, just what we're building here. 
I love this community, this family we're building. And so, uh, you know, as much as people would want to bring down some of the NWA stuff, if they come join this chat room, it is all positivity and just fun. Like we're having a good time here, I think. Exactly. And let me let me comment on something really quick that I see see in the chat, Gary. Captain Cat. Hello, Captain. Uh, hello, Cat. Uh, he's saying that I'm arguing with some morons right now. Lots of laughs, folks. One of the th- one of the things that Gary and I do with this podcast, with our content, is we do not sell the, we do not sell the uh, the unsellable. We are looking for NWA fans to come and chat with us, to come hang out with us. We're not trying to talk people into the NWA. We're just trying to find fans that already love what they're seeing. So when it comes to stuff like this, I would highly recommend Captain Cat that. Let's just let it go. Let, just, just let it go. If you if you fan these flames, it's only going to cause more trouble. People are already so set in their beliefs as it is right now that going against their beliefs is just going to it's, it's going to cause so much more trouble. And more importantly, Captain Cat, we want you to be perfect in your mood. So stay perfect in your mood, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 here's the trick too, because. Adam and I both, we're, we're not saying this is anybody who has been better than anyone else. Uh, we have both fallen into this, especially as we get into uh, drinking the beer. Uh, it's easy to get drawn into the arguments with these people. And uh, the thing is, is it really only hurts if you do it. Like you can't generally on Twitter, you can't get it across well enough to like actually win a discussion. And it's really hard like it's it's tempting to get into a discussion especially when they're morons but uh the thing is is all that does is really bring more attention to their bs because of you interacting with it the algorithm picks that up as like it's catching fire this is uh something worth spreading further and that's really not what you want. You want these people to just disappear into the ether and never hear from them again, you know? Like, it just would be better if their comments are like, ah, screw this guy, just get out of here, you know? Yeah. That's how I try to look at it now. Like, by me actually responding to it, I'm only boosting their post. And so you just kind of have to try to get past it. Boost the stuff you're into, ignore the stuff you're not. Folks, let, let, let me tell you, I, <laughs> I live on the hashtag NWA power. I am talking to people every single day on that thing. If you're following me on social media, you're probably seeing it every day as well. So I'm seeing everything that people say about the NWA, positive, negative, in the middle. It's, it's, trust me, folks, it is very hard for me to not engage with these people, but it's, it's, it's something that doesn't do them any good, something that doesn't do the NWA any good, and it's definitely something that's not going to do any good for our brand that we're trying to build here. Like I said, don't sell the unsellable. Talk to the people that want to be talked to. Like Gary and me. Yeah. What else Right, we got? absolutely. Feel free Let's to get interact off this with topic. everything. Let's get off this All topic. Right. What else have we got out there, folks? Uh, Elijah Washington says, question mark, reminds him of when Andre the Giant was in a mask back in the NWA. Hey, that's not hey, a bad this? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Look, look who's in here. We have our champion, Mr. Nick Aldis, in, in, in the chat tonight. Are you kidding? I am not kidding. Oh, Nick, it's good to see you, my friend. Uh, welcome back. This is almost as good as an interview. Glad to have you in the chat. We were uh, 
just schooling people and ignoring controversy. So uh, you created some yourself tonight with uh, not granting Mr. Murdoch a title match. So, uh, you know, great. Great for you. Yeah. Hey, Champ, thank you very much for joining us tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that you almost got my well, – he did get my name right. That's oh, – and me not wearing his shirt tonight. Oh, I know. You sold out to the question mark. I did. So quick. Oh, my God. Uh, Well, Nick, uh, if uh, you decide on any questions, I've announced that uh, Trevor Murdoch is my next guest on the NWA podcast. So uh, if you have any questions for Mr. Murdoch, please feel free to send them in, especially after uh, beating him this evening. All right. So let's go back to the chat room. And uh, let's see. I still, I'm still getting a kick out of this. Uh, was it something Camille said? Yeah, that great line right there. Right. I, if 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 you folks are going to engage tonight, I would I would use that line. Was it something Camille said? Oh, there is a guy. Uh, if somebody feels super generous, by the way, because I want to keep the flow going on the uh, uh, Twitter, I'm getting messages from a dude named Midwest Manchild. That is his name on Twitter, and he is uh, he, he's a very cool guy. Like He's just been asking me questions. I've been trying to be cool about responding to him, but he's asking about over and over again why he can't find uh, Episode 7 on YouTube. So if somebody wants to pass that information along to Midwest Manchild, that would be great because I don't want to be disrespectful and not talk to you guys uh, right now. Are we giving are we giving chores to our listeners, Gary? I'm just saying, if anybody feels generous, you can help the <laughs> yeah, guy yeah, out. Yeah, hey, hey, he's hey, missing hey, out. Nick, There's no episode hey, Nick, seven. Can he's you, trying hey, to find Nick, it. can you do us a favor and tweet this guy? <laughs> Nick, since you're not doing anything right now, <laughs> uh, all right. And uh, so, let's look through what else have we got in the uh, chat room. Uh, Daniel Price says, I don't use Twitter, never will, but someone tweet to all the sensitive Sally's going off this. If you're going to try to, you know what? Not going to even go any further with that, Daniel Price. Let's just leave it alone. Uh, Nobody tweet. Nobody tweet anything. (laughs) (laughs) Twitter is shut down. Just let it go. (laughs) Hey, hey, Crimson Cross says, you got to love how Melina walked down the stairs to the debut and distract Allison Kay. I did love that, and it was very positive, and it made me happy. There we go. Congratulations, Melina. Welcome back. It's good to see her. It was, and she was super cute and lurking on Twitter today, if anybody saw it. She started following the podcast, started following other profiles, like interacting here and there. She knew today was the day. She knew today was the day she was going to start showing up back in the public view again. And uh, so it was really cool to see her start like just becoming more active on social media. And uh, so welcome back, Melina. I hope to see good things from her. She was always a favorite back in the day. Eminem was an awesome tag team back in the day. I always loved those guys. Joey Mercury, Johnny Nitro, uh, just a real solid trio of people i love that entrance with the red carpet and stuff adam did you see all that stuff uh no yeah elder sour's in here i do want to say uh he elder sour says context is important and that is 100 percent true what are you laughing at adam why are you laughing so much i'm 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 i'm, I'm just laughing at me not knowing something right now gary okay oh Guys, I would love it if we weren't talking about chicken anymore. Um, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, 
Oh, you guys seriously rock. This has been the best fan base I've come across. Thanks, Joe. We appreciate that. We want more people in the fan base. So please share, like, subscribe. All of that stuff on all of your social media. Let people know about us. We try to be like a pretty welcoming community. This podcast, I mean, this live after show grows week over week. It's mm-hmm. getting better and better. The podcast numbers are going up and up. And the NWA has been super good to us. And uh, all of the talent there, or sorry, Adam hates the word talent. All of the uh, sports entertainers there have been... <laughs> <laughs> All of the hardcore badass wrestlers in the NWA have <laughs> been very go. good to us. And they've uh, agreed to interviews and everything. It's helped our numbers out a ton. We ha- can't say enough about how great the NWA is. It makes our job easier since all we want to do is spread the love about the NWA. I can tell you personally that it's easy when it's something easy to love. Like, it's just, you know, they're as great as you want them to be. Everybody involved with it. Even even Jim Cornette so far has been nothing but nice to me, so I can't say anything negative about that guy. You um, know, well, it's, it's, not just, right. it's not just the the community that we're building here, Gary. It's actually the community of all the NWA fans that seem to be so welcoming to people that are just finding the brand, you know. Uh, not not to talk about other promotions or anything like that, but when when you find the NWA, certain fans come across you, and they are, th- people are like, "Hey, can I help you find something? Is there is there a match that you're interested in? Have you seen Ten Pounds of Gold yet?" So it really is something that's different, not only in the wrestling space, but in the online wrestling community space. I can't believe I just said online wrestling community. I've never said those words together at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's a, oh man, all right, so I'm going to look at this just to confirm. Oh God. Uh, Yeah, I'm hearing uh, power is trending, yes. Well, that's good. Well, is it? Let's find out. (laughs) Latest. Oh no. (laughs) This is authentic in the moment, folks. You got to love it. Yeah, this is, uh, well, you know. Give I don't know. Some of these people Gary. are genuinely jumping in because they see NWA and they're thinking of the rap group. So there is that. Yeah, just a lot of stuff about the rap group and racism. That's it's gonna be a war. It's 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 just not true. I I didn't get that from those comments whatsoever. And this, uh. yeah, I mean, so I don't want to. We don't try to hide from anything. Sean Flagstaff in here talking about I don't want to rub salt in the wound. I swear. But do you guys understand why I don't want Cornette involved with the awesomeness that is NWA Power? The episode was great, and yet Corny is the talking point. Um. Hey, listen, man, I, you know, that's the thing that NWA is going to have to sit out and think about, I guess. Uh, I think personally, there's nobody more qualified to do the job right now that Jim Cornette is doing. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I guess you don't constantly want negative attention. I think the world is at a place where we are seriously lacking empathy, forgiveness, and the ability to siphon through, like, filter through 
words to find the context and meaning behind those words, if that makes sense. I hate that it is that way. Twitter only makes it harder half the time. I, I think that if you if you if you look into Cordat, I, there there's no. Like I said, I, I've already said it. I mean, there's no I don't think he meant anything like that. I can't take away if people feel that way. Uh, you know, that's based on their own experiences and that sort of thing. But I think contextually, it's not there. But, you know, that that's it's not for me to decide. It's not my as David Legata says, not my uh, circus, not my monkey. This this one uh, is I, I almost feel like that's not even the right phrase to use right now. I don't know. I don't I don't know. It's just <laughs> it's just we can't. We can't. Uh, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to edit this episode. <laughs> what's, 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 what's fantastic about this episode, Gary, is that only about forty-five minutes ago we came out and said. Actually, you said so. I, I think I'll think I'll I think I'll make that a uh, a micro content clip and run that every minute for the next twenty-four hours on our on our social media. How you love that line? How you thought it was hilarious? And that that was my first instinct as well, my man. So. I don't know, dude. It's it, to me. To me, it's like if, if if you have a personality like Mr. Cornette, you cannot put blinders on the guy. You have to let Jim be Jim, and for him not to, and for him to, I don't know, man. You gotta let Jim be Jim. And uh, I, I I did not see racism in in these comments. I did not see anything offensive in these comments. I saw something very humorous about what he said. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is I. I... God help me, I am not a racist, and I didn't even think of it that way when I first heard it. And I, at the top of the show, laughed at it. You know, I just thought of it as a funny thing, like, uh, you know, hey, Trevor Murdoch's going to slap food on his back and roll through a place that wants food really bad. He's just saying he's a tough guy. And uh, it's just a an off-the-cuff line, I guess you could say, but... You know, I mean, uh, somebody in the chat room, Ron Gibson, saying uh, this wasn't a live broadcast. Should Cornette be blamed by the mob or does Lagana take some responsibility for leaving it? I don't want to pass any blame whatsoever. I'm there not is thinking, no blame. I, all I could, hey, th yeah, there is I, no I blame. Say, this is something that's that, that's that's being made up by people out there. Yeah, I think that uh, I, th I think it's a testament to something, though, that Lagana even – you know, he obviously missed it, too. He didn't you know, he he wasn't thinking about it that way, obviously, when he heard it. Uh, Sean Flagstaff says, I don't want to talk about how it is or isn't racist. I'm a white guy. I don't have that kind of I don't get to have that talk in my personal opinion. If enough people come out and say it upset them, I'm keen to listen. Well, Sean, that that's kind of what I'm saying here, too, though, is that. I, I'm saying that I can't speak for anybody else. I can't speak for other people's experiences. So I'm not trying to. Obviously, if some people are taking it that way, that's something that has to be taken into consideration. And if enough people hear it and the NWA decides that it is uh, within their best uh, – yeah, I just, I just hate it. I hate that it's a thing at all. Um, because I don't think it was met that way, but you know, that's like, again, not my decision. So that's something they're going to have to think about what's in their best interest going interests going forward. Uh, but that's, that's, that's tough, man. I don't know. <laughs> Adam, you can sit there in silence. 
that <laughs> just let me ramble. Well, I, I, I just don't I'll drown know. it, Adam. I'll I, drown I, it. I really just don't know what else we can say about this, Gary. You know, like um, if 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 the chat would like to move on, I'd I'd, I'd love to move on. But you know, I mean, I. I, I didn't find anything offensive about this tonight. And I, I, I really think as people just trying to make something up about Jim Cornette, that just isn't true. Yeah. I mean, the hard, hard part for me is where I come from is I have met Jim Cornette in person now at the tapings. And he is a super, super nice guy in person. He was Brilliant and fun to talk to for the brief interaction I got to have with him and the couple of times in the studio that we got to talk and uh, and not at all even like what you'd think if you listen to his podcast. Like he was not harsh about anything there. I think that a lot of it is part of him. He's a guy who who has been always through his entire career been very outspoken and he's built a fan base around the fact that he is an outspoken guy. And that he says a lot of things that toe, or not toe the line, but uh, that tiptoe along the line of being too far. And so that's always kind of been his thing. And I have to think that the NWA even knows that when you get involved with somebody like Cornet. He's had fate, he's had setbacks, and he still managed to survive throughout the industry. I can tell you just personally, the guy has been nothing but nice. And he seems to have a persona that he's known for. And I think that a lot of people, it causes a lot of times for people to immediately reach negatively towards what he's saying. Um, anyway, I'm so we're moving Gary. on. So as here we go. Uh, well, it's, 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 it's not what I said, my man. Uh, we got people in the chat asking about circled circle squared. And I think I this is a, a great chance to move on to circle squared. Um, we, we found out about that today by way of the, the email announcement, folks. If you're not signed up for that email announcement, make sure you do. Uh, oh, that, that's be. how, that's how we've gotten tickets. That's how, that's how we found out about things that William Patrick Corrigan wants to let us know about. By the way, the circle squared. I freaking love that name, by the way. Uh, Gary, what do you think that this is going to be? People in the chat, Gary and I talked about it a little bit this morning, but what do you guys think it's going to be? Yeah, I'd love to know what you guys think about Circle Squared. I've been getting some feedback a little bit. I think even some, I apologize, somebody earlier in the um, in the chat mentioned that uh, they thought uh, or they were worried that it would be like TNA's thing, and I, I apologize again. Can't remember. I never watched TNA that much, so you're never going to get me uh, to know everything you're talking about with TNA. I was not like a huge uh, fan of TNA, not for any particular reason. It just never seemed to be where I could watch it. And uh, so that said, the closest thing I have – uh, related to it is tough enough, which we discussed this morning, and uh, I'm assuming it's not going to be carrying kegs around the ring and seeing <laughs> who has the best time. It feels like, I mean, they're just going out, cutting a promo at the podium, going out, having a match, and just if you can connect with the crowd, like see who they're into. I don't know if it's going to be maybe American Idol style or something, you know, like uh, possibly, like maybe people get slowly eliminated. Who knows? That's, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I'm, I'm curious. 
Well, you know, Gary, like everything about the NWA, they're not going to let us know until they are ready to let us know. And again, I think that that's fantastic stuff. The audience doesn't have to know everything. We don't have to know everything. There should be surprises in wrestling. And I think that's one of the things that the NWA has the, the, the biggest advantage of because their home office, because their core group of people is so small that they're able to keep those kinds of secrets from people. So whatever this is going to be, obviously it's going to be something that's taking place at the TV tapings. I'm assuming it's not going to be taking the place of NWA power. I'm thinking it's going to be something that they throw in in between, between matches um, because really, if, if, if the first thing that they're doing is talking at the podium, talking in the circle, then they can throw one of those out when they're setting up the next match, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, I mean, from the beginning, they've basically said, like uh, Corgan and Lagana have both talked about, if you are a person who thinks that you can connect with the crowd. You think your promos can do the job. You think your wrestling is good enough that it does the job. We want to be the place for you to show your skill. Come and prove to us what you've got. Now, obviously, everybody that's there right now that they're using are people that were already hustling and somehow got noticed on their own doing what they were doing. I think here's the opportunity that since NWA power has taken off, that there are a lot of people that are constantly like, how do I get a shot? How do I get mm -hmm. in the door? Uh, they're even asking the talent, you know, friends of Camille, friends of Trevor Murdoch, friends of Nick Aldis, like, hey, man, can you get me in there? And uh, this is their chance to be like, all right, dude, open call, step up. Let's see what you got. If you think you're good enough, you're going to stand out. And that seems like a fair opportunity for everyone. Well, They've got a specific regimen of like, send in your stuff. Let's see it. Well, Gary, it's not only that, my man, but it goes hand in hand with what Nick Aldis was just talking about last week in NWA Power. You know, this no one deserves anything. Everyone has to earn their spot with whatever they're trying for, whether it's a spot in wrestling or whether it's a better promotion at your job or anything in life. You have to earn it. You don't deserve it. So this really backs up the NWA philosophy to give people a shot, to give people opportunities. But hey, man, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't take that opportunity and run with it, that's on you and that's on you forever. So I'm very interested in what this thing can become. I'm very interested in, you know, the awkward scale of what this could be is very high and the brilliantness of what this can be is very high as well, depending on who they invite to come to this thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, somebody earlier asked about, is it going to be like new undiscovered talent or indie vets? Uh, whatever. I think it's open anybody. to, yeah, anybody. I think it's open to whoever. Uh, yeah. If you got something, prove it. You know, they want to see uh, your photo, your two paragraph bio. They want to see your best match. I think those are like three of the four things. I can't remember the fourth, but they're available on nationalwrestlingalliance.com and they just want you to send it in. And then if they, if you get in that far, they're going to invite you down to Atlanta and uh, you're going to get a shot to to prove it, prove you're worth the time and uh, that, that you can make people care because they want they, I mean, that's what they want. They're, they're a company that's trying to draw people in. They've got their established vets. They've got their Aldis, their Drake, that sort of thing. They've got some newer stars coming up like a Starks or a Thunder Rosa, especially like just 
blowing up. Allison Kay's been on the indie scene for forever now. Like she's, you know, there, there's these people. They've they've proven it over time, but they're they're like, you know, obviously there's some people out there that are, think that they're being overlooked. Here's your opportunity. I, I think you're crazy if you're a wrestler right now that is not taking advantage of this. If you're struggling on the indie scene and just looking for some more exposure, I don't know why you would not go for this. It seems like the perfect opportunity. Absolutely, Gary. I will not be doing it, by the way, because what are you talking about? Yeah, because I I do not I would I would be pummeled in the ring by <laughs> anyone. So I'm not I'm not I'm not going to be there. If anybody's looking for me to step up, maybe Rotella, maybe Rotella will go out there. But oh, uh, I would. I think the best I, hope Rotella and I have is manager at best. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the best hope we have is what we're doing right now, my friend. I actually, you're probably right about that. That's that's fair enough. Uh, Gut Check was the name of the TNA program. Thank you, Ron Gibson. Um, and I did see a question um, about Woodland Goblins, Goblin says, why did NWA do events with pro wrestling from Hollywood if they don't have uh, any more territories? Uh, yeah, I think uh, that's just an understanding they have. Like they're just uh, they're just cool with each other. David Marquez has worked with the NWA for many many years i think he actually kind of he it's 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 funny i mentioned earlier like the stuff you get when you are there live david marquez will entertain you endlessly with stories and answer any questions you have like to the live audience he is just doing crowd work the whole time in between stuff going on on the show and uh so he kind of tells stories about that with like uh tharp i think was the guy who had the nwa before and how well, he said he didn't want to talk about how much of an asshole that guy was or something. you know. Like, <laughs> so he kind of slips in little jabs here and there. Like, I, I guess he uh, has the problems. But he's he's friends with, you know, Lagana and Billy. And I think that he, he's got his own thing going on. But, yeah, I'm sure if the territory system ever started, then they would be certainly a part of that. But if you talk to those guys, they uh, – they they kind of talk like, you know, the territory system is around right now, essentially. You know, the independent scene. There are plenty of independent companies out there. It's like the territories are out there. They just don't have a unified vision as much as it did back in the day. I don't I think. I love that. Using, using, the, using the NWA vocabulary there, Gary. I love it. Yeah. I think I think that that's the way to go. I think it would be no problem having quote unquote territories. It's just a matter of uh, getting everybody on the same page to work together to fight the megalithic starship as our president, William Patrick Corgan, has called it. And it's true. It is there. It's 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 there even more today than it was that than it was when he said it. Yeah. And now there's fucking two of them. Yeah, yeah, that was... uh, Jesus, what happened to just fighting one? Now we got to fight two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I... uh, What what I'm hoping with that, actually... Building building megalithic starships. Well, hey, we're early into this. uh, Adam, you may not be aware of this because uh, you only know about the NWA, but the... uh, (laughs) There is a Wednesday night war going on between megalithic starships technically right now, and I think it's not out of the question that like we're pretty early on in that battle and as things sort of play out we can start seeing a lot of changes in 
mentality on what's going to work and what doesn't work as as needed, even for those companies. So we might see some more cooperation, possibly. I don't know what you're talking about, about a Wednesday night war, Gary. We're in the middle of a Tuesday night war. Last week, AEW Dark canceled their show because of the NWA podcast live. It's true. Well, we don't want to be in trouble for uh, lying on air. So let's just say... We aired and AEW canceled. And yeah. I don't want to say it was because of it, but those two things did happen. Those two <laughs> things did happen. We can confirm those two things did happen. Yeah. We were like, we're going on there no matter what. And AEW was like, <laughs> we got to cancel Dark. That's right. <laughs> so that's right. That is an accurate Thanks to statement. you folks. Thanks to you folks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for right, here Gary, what? here's 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 some final questions coming in. Whenever I say last questions, it's like a freaking roll of questions come out of you because people just love the cash. They're they're in love with the casual conversation. Then you let them know we're like thinking about wrapping it up soon, and they're like, "No, this is our time." That's nice this of is them. That's nice. Yeah, I think everybody's just like us. They're just like, "No, we want to keep going. We want to keep talking." Uh, for Adam, what's That's better? Me. What's the better NWA? WC, it, oh, sorry. What's the better NWA? It, why can't I talk? Beer. What's the better NWO? WCWs or your neck of the woods? What is that? Uh, definitely, definitely the better New World Order is the one that I have been studying since I was 14 years old. I have tattoos of that New World Order. And uh, if you guys want to talk conspiracies, DM me. I'm happy to talk about them at any point. Dude, do you know? This I know everything, me. Gary. I know everything. <laughs> I legitimately. So this is this is for real. This is this is a shoot, brother. Yeah. Um, I I used to be very. Uh, this is not knocking anything, but I used to be very church oriented, more so than I am now. And uh, so I was like a a regular regular church goer, and uh, in the small town that I lived in. Um, Everybody was kind of that way, but I was a huge wrestling fan. And so when the NWO started, right, uh, and it was just back when it was like Hogan and Hall and Nash, I was super into the NWO. I loved them. I got the shirt. I had the NWO shirt, all of that stuff. I was like the too sweet, you know, for life, all that stuff. And uh, this girl on my school bus, I'm pretty sure this is related. She was talking to me about the NWO and she's like, no, that's like terrible. My church talks about it all the time. Like she went to a different church and she's yeah. like, it's the new world order. And like, that's where the antichrist <laughs> is going to come from and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, man, Ultra. that sounds, uh, <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I was just like, I don't know. This is like Hulk Hogan, you know, this is like the macho man, man. <laughs> I don't, I'm not seeing all that, but you know, I'm not it's like I've watched wrestling my whole life. So <laughs> if Hulk Hogan's the Antichrist, then I guess. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so we we would like go at it, and I'm like, I think you sound crazy. And uh, but anyway, then one day I was at church, and uh, my pastor came up to me and was like, uh, somebody dropped off a bunch of stuff. 
And they said to also make sure to talk to you about the New World Order. And it was like all these <laughs> books about the New World Order. Yeah. <laughs> so I think she went to like her church. It was like, there's this guy getting sucked in by the New World Order. <laughs> and, and I just he's, been, I... he's been eating Slim Jims nonstop. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what what's happening? I was like, man, I'm just trying to watch wrestling, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I wasn't even... I wasn't even thinking about any of this. It's just this Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hollywood Hogan. Exactly. That was too sweet. Is that <laughs> like the side of the devil now? I guess it is. Like it's like almost the hordes. All right. Well, whatever. Uh, so uh, let's see. For Gary, I just saw that over there. What was it? I'm scrolling through. Sorry, guys. Uh, oh, there it is for Gary. What interviews are coming up for the upcoming weeks? I I can't tell you that. That feels like that is a secret. Week of. I don't week know. Of, we can reveal those. Yeah, I think we just tend to do it. And, and the truth is, honestly, is that sometimes it's just hard to nail down people until around the week of. And then people, every I can tell you that pretty much everybody I have had contact with at some point. And so it's uh, just anybody you've seen on NWA Power, I have had almost, except William Patrick Corgan. Uh, although he did like a thing today. So, you know. Well, we're, we, might as, we might as well be riding in his limo. <laughs> I know. There's a, there's a crack in the door right there. <laughs> we can barely see the light. But behind the scenes, even behind the scenes, even Adam and I, when we interviewed Lagana, he was like, he's like, so who are you guys thinking about interviewing? We're like Billy Corgan. He's like, nope. <laughs> he's like, never gonna happen. <laughs> Just never immediately. So half of my reason for living right now is to prove David Lagana wrong. Welcome to the last two years of my life, Gary. <laughs> so we will see. We will see. Uh, uh, what? Uh, I, I will drop this hint that oh. uh, there is a person that I'm hoping to have after Trevor Murdoch that you saw tonight and – Agreed already, but the timing has to work out. But they've been out of the country for the past few weeks, and they just got back in 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 the states. That's all I'll say. So we'll see. We'll see if that's the next person up. Uh, they would be a nice kid, and it would be cool to talk to them. Were they um, in Mon? Were they in Mon Monlovia? Uh, Mongrovia. Was Mongrovia. that it? Mongrovia. There we go. Yeah, I think that was it. I have it written down. Mongrovia. Yeah. Uh, no, but that would also be an excellent get if I could. Uh, I don't know. That feels like it would have to be a big deal. We, just, we'd have to promote it for a month. Yeah, at least like just just building to it. I think we have to uh, remind me to talk to you after the show, because now I'm getting like, I don't know. I've had a beer and my I'm getting like lightning in my brain. Just like, I like I'm it. Fire it. Um, I like it. So anyway, uh, what's Gary and Adam's favorite wrestling belt of all time? Belt mm -hmm. tweets. 
Belt tweets. Uh, Do you uh, have a favorite wrestling belt? For me, my friend, it's always been the winged eagle belt. I, I, I used to have a picture, uh, a poster of Hulk Hogan on my wall, you know, doing the whole Hulk pose. Uh, I think, I'm pretty sure it was an American flag headband. And uh, he was wearing that winged eagle WWF belt. And I've always been a fan of the winged eagle. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my answer, period. I am actually, I'm actually going to agree with you on uh, that. And I will say, tied or a close second would be that intercontinental title that was around that time. That is actually back now that Cody Rhodes brought back in WWE with the white leather. He brought it back. Uh, but I always loved that intercontinental title. Um, and, uh, and I'll tell you why, because they both associate very heavily with my favorite wrestler of all time. This man, Brett, the Hitman Hart. He held both of them. How did you get that interview? Like a true champion. <laughs> I got to get this interview. Just me and him. Just him sitting in my lap right now. So, Hitman, tell me more about the weak Eagle belt as I wrote um, this nipple. <laughs> Nick Aldis, if you're still in the chat, uh, Gary's, <laughs> Gary's going to need a cutout of you, sir. <laughs> Can I get a life-size cutout of Nick Aldis? <laughs> I'll stand you right next to Bret Hart. I know you love him too, sir. I know you do. Yes, sir, I love it. <laughs> so uh, other than that, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Adam. I really – well, two things. I love that television title. I honest to God really do like the TV title, and I know it gets – it's getting like on Twitter like it's the one that gets played a lot. I'm not, I'm not you know, promoting it getting – a comeback or anything like that. I just mm -hmm. always thought that belt was kind of cool looking. And, uh, and now nowadays my favorite belt is the 10 pounds of gold. Yeah. There is none higher than the 10 pounds of gold. That is the belt right back here. That's the one that matters. It's, it's like the only one that ever mattered now to me. Uh, and I hope that were I to have children, I don't think I do. And I don't have any, one's cooking right now or anything so but where i they will grow up thinking that that is the greatest belt of all time uh hulk hogan was the antichrist of <laughs> wcw uh now we really gotta edit this show <laughs> you know what that guy you want to talk about people that have said some shit just just throw it out there <laughs> stop 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 <laughs> full stop full stop <laughs> No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Poor Cordy is suffering right now, but there, there has been worse, people. There has been worse. Uh, I gotta know which the Adam. Are you, are you still okay for a few minutes as he scrolls through? I've been rambling. Yeah, dude, let's do it, man. Let's do it. All who's right. who? who hey, we actually didn't even ask anybody who's drinking. What are you drinking tonight? What 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 beer are you having, Gary? I, I just finished a uh, Space Dust, Elysian Space Dust. You know what, dude? When I lived in Seattle, I was across the street from that brewery. I swear to oh, God. Oh, really? Yeah, man. That's um, awesome. Tonight, I have a Cactus Cat. Nice. Can you can you tell who bought the beer this this uh, for, <laughs> for, for, for the podcast? Maybe I sent my girlfriend to buy the beer. <laughs> oh, the, 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 
there's a cat. I'll get that one. See, I thought you guys, I had you guys pegged as like beer snobs or something. So like since you work in the service industry and stuff. I, I am a beer but snob, but um, I, I am a beer snob, but I'm, I'm, I'm more of a Bloody Mary snob, my friend. Like if, if, if your Bloody Mary comes out of a plastic bottle, I am not interested. Whoa. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Hot my take. wife loves my wife loves Bloody Marys, so uh, in Atlanta, you're going to have to show her what's up with Bloody Marys, oh, I think. No problem. No problem. But I think with that last statement, we're going to start the hashtag cancel Rotella. Cancel <laughs> Rotella. Bloody Mary uh, snob, that son of a bitch. I did switch to uh, – I found this new one. Uh, it's Dogfish Head. I don't know if you can really see oh, it. yeah, yeah. It's called Slightly Mighty. It's a low-cal IPA. I have been going to the gym a lot more lately, folks, and it's more I'm, I'm going to appear on camera than I'm like, well, I got to start <laughs> watching myself a little bit. And uh, so uh, this is uh, 95 calories in this IPA. I love IPAs. And so 95 is probably – most of them are like drinking a Big Mac every single time. Yeah. And so that's half my problem. But uh, so hopefully – with this new invention from Dogfish Head, uh, maybe maybe we've got an out. <laughs> anyway, uh, Aldous versus Storm. What? Pretty Boy Floyd. What are you talking about, Aldous versus Storm? James Storm? Because Tim Storm just happened. Like the very first episode of NWA Power says something that the first storm I think of is still Tim Storm. Uh, any idea when the show will be up? No. And uh, I got to know, which do you guys want to see first? Aldis versus Drake or Aldis versus James Storm for the 10 pounds of gold? Um, Aldis versus James Storm. Keep keep building, building, building that Eli Drake story. There's no reason for us to see that now. There's no reason for us to see that in three months. Keep building, building, building that. I'm with Adam on that one. I think that James Storm is the closest right now. And just having held the national title, especially like he's he seems like he is next in line. He's got he's got something that he needs to work out with Nick Aldis. Like it feels readily available that that needs to be the title match that happens. Uh, hopefully by the pay-per-view time, that's what we see. Uh, he's Adam's right. Drake seems to be still doing that slow burn, that slow yeah. build, the long game. Yeah, I mean, we don't even know if there is if there is an issue between Drake and Aldis yet. Just because they just because they're the names that everybody wants doesn't mean that they're the names that we want right now. Yeah. Uh the Dominican Dream Davy Duarte says I would be dead if you interviewed the question mark and all he said was karate. Stay tuned. I, I have I had <laughs> ideas earlier. Uh, An hour and a half of just uh, that. <laughs> uh, Sean Flagstaff, uh, Wing Negro is an absolute classiest belt. Agreed. Uh, Cody spent a couple of grand to bring that belt back. He's talking about the Intercontinental. I'm behind on this. Sorry, guys. Uh, ignore the garbage on Twitter. You just get more garbage. That's why I read that one, because, yes, that is true. Uh, Dominican Dream says uh, his was the 10 pounds of gold with the big gold belt second. Yeah, that big gold belt, by the way, is a cool belt. It, it really is. I, uh, I'm wondering if the option was out there, which, you know, if if 
WWE wasn't using the big gold, if NWA would have used the big gold. I'm glad they went with the 10 pounds of gold. There's it's 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 worked. It's there's something special about it. But uh, it is interesting. That big gold belt is also synonymous with like a Ric Flair. You know what I mean? Well, you know, Gary, I think that the, but the, the 10 pounds of gold definitely goes back further in, in the footage that 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 we can see. So what the NWA, you know, was was probably thinking was we're not only are we buying a wrestling company, but we're buying a legacy. We're buying history with it. And that's something that if you just plopped a, a wrestling com, uh, a wrestling company out of thin air and called it Billy Corgan's wrestling uh, fun time show, you know, I mean, there's 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 not a lot of would not work. There. Would not As work much. exactly. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think the Fun Time Show has has some promise. I hope there, there's folks. a spinoff of NWA Power that is Billy Corgan's Wrestling Fun Time Show. I can write that. I can write that. <laughs> um, but but I think that they're definitely going with the lineage of the belt because it. it like I said, man. When when you buy the NWA, you buy history. You buy nostalgia, and nostalgia is the lowest price commodity that's out there right now. Uh, all right. So I'm going to try to run Why through these and Disney catch up. Why do you think Disney Plus is doing so good? Why do you think Disney Plus is doing so good? Have, because have it's cheaper than Netflix and got a lot of good shit on it. And, and doesn't and, and and isn't it like when you click on it, you're like, holy shit, this is my whole life in front of me. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. I still can't wait to watch Flight of the Navigator again. Oh yeah, for like I, I've watched it twelve times already. Oh, see, there you go. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> but excuse you guys. You guys in the chat are pretty funny. I'm hearing this. Uh, Elder Sour says, okay, I feel very safe in saying I will buy drinks in Atlanta if this is Gary after one beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you talk to my wife because oh, <laughs> she has to rate me in sometimes. I will I will start ranting. <laughs> uh, Gary tried to cancel everybody. You're right. <laughs> Don't work yourself into a shoot, brother. See, I'm catching up. All right, so now we're getting into the uh, – Drinks. Uh, Dan Kellogg's drinking diet sun kissed orange. Pretty boy Floyd's got a cherry coke. Sean Flagstaff has a tall glass of ice water and a few fine bowls of green. Feel you there. That Dominican sounds nice too. Yep. Dominican I'm doing Dream. that after the show, Gary. Oh, I fired it up. <laughs> oh, do you like Ben Harper? Have you ever listened to Ben Harper? Uh, I, I feel weed would make him better. Whoa, you don't like Ben Harper? I, I, you know what, you know what, Gary? When it comes to music, man, if it's after 1986, I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll just send you some stuff. Ben Harper's cool. Okay. I've seen him like four or five times. But, man, if you want to get high in a building, just <laughs> not – like I'm just telling you. Like if you want to be high in a building not doing anything, just like standing there, Ben Harper. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, I saw Toots and the Maytals who like invented reggae. God, it was just – like you could barely see the stage. Like it's just something else. Anyway, uh, elder sour drinking a white can of monster, not racist. <laughs> Thanks, elder sour. <laughs> elder sour can definitely buy us beers in Atlanta. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Captain Cat was pointing out the plot of the NWA WCW was a typical hero's journey plot with a great villain. Yeah. You know, except they fudged the whole ending. That that Sting would, you know, like I don't know, whatever. Uh, let's see, Storm versus Aldis. Ooh, 
Aldis versus James Storm. Yeah, okay, so he was talking about James Storm. I, I feel really behind right now. Uh, I'm moving. I'm moving, Adam. I feel this like you're is, this, is, this is this is this is this happens at the end of every show, folks. Gary has to read every single comment. I'd like to include everybody and make everything they say matter. Uh, somebody has offended the Dominican dream, Davy. Duarte. I don't Inside know why. Inside of our chat? Oh, no. It's because Dan Kellogg said 5446 was my number. Yeah, he feels it. That's Toots in the Maytals, baby. Uh, anyway. But, yeah, it's true. Toots in the Maytals, man. You got to check them out, too. You get on it. You're, you're smoking after this. Me. Yeah. I was hey, hey, saying. hey! Let's not let's not let's not keep let's not keep <laughs> let's not saying that. <laughs> I, I just I just wanted to be a little bit relatable to people I in the chat. We don't need to keep saying smoke that. Your jewel. Yeah. You're, you're yeah sure. Hit a vape after this. <laughs> uh, I have secretly over here to my side. By the way, Elder Sour, uh, some this bottle of whiskey, just in case I read it. I started the show with that, just so we're clear. But <laughs> then. Yeah, kayfabe cocktail. All right, guys. For real, last questions. Let's get them in. What do you guys want to talk about that makes this worth it that you're going to tell everybody next week to bring their asses here on Tuesday night and hang out with us? What is it you want to do? Let's talk from about people from, from people that haven't written anything yet. Also, if you're if you're just creeping in the chat, we love you, creepers. We we really really do. Um, you 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 remind me of when I was a teenager. But say something in the say something in the chat. We want to get to we want to get to know you guys as well. For real, if you're listening right now or you're watching it and you're not saying anything in the chat, come on, man, interact with us because nobody's going to judge you. You're not going to say anything that anybody's going to give you shit for. Everybody in here, we all just know each other this way or just now becoming a family. We're early in the NWA journey, so now's the time to jump in. Say what's on your mind. Talk about the NWA. We've been kind of all over the place here this evening, but that's what the last part of this uh, mm -hmm. podcast so uh, mm -hmm. is all about. Uh, Elder Sour wants to get the drinks for the lovely wife so he can get approval for the headbands. <laughs> it's like I if you follow my Instagram, I had it on earlier. I wore one to the gym and uh she I went grocery shopping with her afterwards and she let me wear the headband. So you know it just depends on her mood. What did I get some passion about? I don't even know what I got passion about. Talking about talking about the people in the chat, my man. Yeah. Well, listen, sometimes I'll cut a promo, but I have things I agree with. Ah, oh, man, I just, I just, I hate, I hate, hate, hate that this, this episode of NWA Power got covered up by some bullshit, you know, that's just, that's just the thing. You know, man, I, well, if, 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 if this is how we're thinking about ending the show, you know, I think that when it came to people asking us stuff, I think that we handled it pretty well. Uh, I, you know, I, I didn't feel it in, I didn't feel it, I didn't feel it in the moment and I still don't feel it now. So. 
Yeah, I. You know, I was I, I was comfortable talking about that stuff tonight, Gary. How about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm. You know what the thing is? Is like a lot of people feel like you're walking on eggshells, but then mostly the thing is, is like. I suppose if somebody wanted to take me out of context to the beginning of the show, like if somebody was really that desperate to like dig into some, you know what? If somebody was just really trying to be a dickhead, you could do that. And I like, oh, I laughed at the joke that that everybody's pissed at Cornette for. But man, I am, I don't know. I feel pretty good about myself not being a racist and being pretty open and empathetic and friendly with everybody and I do not give a shit about the color of somebody's skin and I don't I don't know like I I feel pretty confident about all of that stuff so I have no qualms talking about the stuff I just I my biggest issue is always that there is a lack of context and empathy when people talk right now and especially on social media and that some people get on the other end of uh, this hatred or like there's like a targeted attack. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I just like kind of cowered down a little bit because Adam took off the sunglasses and the eyes got really intense. But uh, anyway, well, you I, know, uh, I mean, yeah, a, a lot of the stuff that we do here is, is in fun and, and is in jest. And we we're obviously having a, a good time. And, you know, that's why I wear the sunglasses. That's why I, I, I look the way that I do, because I am a fun guy. But when it comes to stuff like this, my man, I, I really don't mind talking about this in a very open form. I really don't mind about expressing my opinion about things like this. And when it comes to this cancel culture that people want so badly for whatever reason that that is, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So to be on the side of, of whatever side I'm on, I don't even know if it is a side or if it's not a side, but dude... <laughs> I'm I'm just really happy about the way that we that we went about talking about that tonight, and I'm happy about the people that joined us in the chat tonight as well. I'm I'm super grateful. I'm grateful for everything. I'm grateful for the people that joined us tonight. Um, yeah, man. I, I the thing is, you, you mentioned the term cancel culture. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just all about. Sometimes people say something that they there's ignorance. There's you know, there, there's a lot of reasons some people say certain things and you can't just immediately jump to ill intention. And that's just the way that it is. And sometimes we're not even aware. That's why I try to even be careful talking about it right now. Like, look, I don't know your experience. I don't know if something bothers you for a certain reason. I get it. Ricky Starks and I had that conversation in the interview a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, that you can't. He even talked about like, you know, I don't. he's like a. You didn't live that person's life. You don't know what bothers them and what doesn't. And you can't tell them that they're wrong if something affects them a certain way. I, I, I can accept that opinion. Like, that's that's okay. Like, yeah, maybe something happened to you that this bothers you. And I get it. But that's why context is important. Is the person that is offending you actively trying to offend you or – have they stumbled into something that they may not have been aware of being an issue? And if they have, we need to be able to understand and have forgiveness for those kind of things. Make people aware and you address it. Uh, you recalibrate and you move on. And that's how it should be. 
that's not how Twitter works, but it's, it's that's how life should be. I agree, Gary, and I think that's an excellent way to end this podcast, my man. I agree with you, Adam. You guys, my wife is going to be killing me. Elder Sour, I'll tell her you're buying drinks. Uh, but I got to go watch something with her before we go to bed for our shoot jobs tomorrow. Can't wait. And if I stay here, all I'm going to do is keep drinking, and then I'll be useless. So can't do that. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. All right. Great time tonight, my man. Absolutely, brother. Dude, that was, that was, that was such a different podcast than we've ever done before. Yeah, but I, I liked it. Me you too. know, you never know what you're going to get here. And, I uh, think that's great. Sometimes we dive into some serious shit. As See you guys all next week. Thank you, everybody uh, in the chat room. And thanks, Sean Flagstaff, for bringing in some of the hard questions. I get it. Uh, all of you guys that contributed, it's great. All of you people that were watching as ghosts in the corner, not saying anything, bring it next time. We're here. It's an open environment. We want to talk. We want to talk about what you guys want to talk about. That's the whole goal. So unless you guys bring it up, I mean, we don't know. We can't read minds, especially through YouTube. So anyway, thank you guys so much. Bye, everybody. Oh!